down. Boom, there it is, ladies and gents. It is absolutely my favorite day of the week. Not just because I get to join you on the podcast, but because it's so happy it's Thursday. We're going to have some fun today's show, talking a little bit about Medicare. Let's jump into this. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Yeah, all right, ladies and gents, I don't got James with me here today, but he did get the intro. So James, hit it for me, buddy. All right, all you business pros out there, before we jump to the show, just a quick reminder, as always, to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it, and if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Not only can today's help you get the medical and health insurance you need, he is a top-rated, award-winning, pivotal icon, and he is bringing distant factions of the health insurance market together. After his honorable discharge from the U.S. Marine Corps and rejoining the family business, our guest put that military discipline to work and reignited the spark that led to growing their agency to more than 22,000 Medicare agents across the country. And that's not to mention the 10,000 Medicare agents that our guest has guided personally to build better Medicare agencies and to help more clients. Our guest has truly taken the Medicare industry by storm, leading the charge with a full-service digital marketing agency, and he's cracked the code that invariably leads to agency growth so that you can stop chasing down leads as a highway warrior and be a true business owner. Joining us today from Medicare Gurus, the host of the Insurance Gurus twice-weekly podcast, welcome to the show, Justin Brock. All right. If you guys think James is a little tired there, it's because he is. He ran a full marathon today. His goal was to do it by the end of the year. Today was his day, and he hit it. Four hours and something minutes. It was crazy. Uh, so, yeah, he's a little tired today, but uh, we're giving him the day off. What do you think of your intro there, Justin? Man, we got to step it over in our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's, let's do this thing. Insurance yeah. podcast. Uh, James and I kind of dabbled in that for a little while. I think we did maybe like 80 episodes or something like that. I don't remember what it was. Uh, maybe yeah. even less than that. Uh, and it was just not something that he was really passionate about. We have an insurance agency, but it's not his ultimate passion. So he, he switched yeah. over to his Pollyann podcast. How are you keeping it fire going? How are you keeping the fire going talking about insurance, man? How, how are you doing it? Uh, you know, I think we are very fortunate to live in a uh, or work in and it's rapidly growing. So we do have a lot of stuff going on, but uh, getting into the marketing, the technology side of it, we do talk about a lot of things that are secondary and tertiary to the actual insurance niche. And that helps us, you know, keep it fresh, but bringing other people on that, that, you know, help us continue uh, to uh, keep 
quality information flowing into our niche or our, our uh, portion of insurance. But here lately, we've been bringing on people that aren't even in insurance. Like the other day, we had an MMA fighter on, and we've had uh, a govern, uh, governatorial candidate. We've had Tim Story on. We had Pat Sapala, who is in, in insurance. But we get some of these guests that come on that, uh, you know, can kind of keep it fresh. But then coming back, we do want to always have probably, you know, four out of five guests be somebody in the insurance space. And uh, it it's that has been a challenge, buddy, because um, my guys, a couple of my guys that get on there and they'll start rambling and they're talking Medicare, Medicare, Medicare. And they were like, we go five days a week. And I said, you cannot talk about Medicare five days a week. <laughs> People will be like unsubscribing like crazy. So. <laughs> you will in, in a really short amount of time become an expert, though, in that space, talking about it five days a week. But I like how you opened it up to other people because uh, initially when we started our podcast, kind of very similar, uh, I started with real estate people because I was in the real estate space. So it just kind of made sense, right? Uh, Until I realized that uh, I'm growing an audience of real estate agents (laughs) and none of them are going to buy a house from me. So maybe I need to shift a little bit. So we opened it up to other businesses because the criteria to be on the show is simple. Do you own a business? Is it a side hustle you're trying to grow a business to, or did you sell off you know, for 150 million somewhere along the way in your entrepreneurial path? I wanna to talk to you, I wanna learn from you. Um, and I'm thinking kind of the same thing with you. Everyone has an insurable interest, whether it's their home, their car, their life, right? Yep. There's, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that, that happen in everybody's unique situation that pose a risk, right? So being able to talk to more people is kind of a good thing because you as an insurance person are listening to the story with the mindset of that's dangerous. Here's the risk there. Here's the liability here. Uh, it's kind of a, a unique point of view. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's uh, you know exactly right. So um, just like you guys, you start trying to, to talk to more and more people. Um, as we talk about it though, we, we do direct a lot of our content at their agents. We think we're helping other agents and uh, something weird has happened. We get quite a bit of referrals from other agents around the country. And even though we're talking about helping them write more business, there's just things they come across that they're like, I don't want to help with that. But it sounds like something that Justin Brock, the insurance gurus would would, uh, be good at. So we actually get a a tremendous amount of national referrals from uh, people that just don't want to get another state license. They just don't want to figure out how to do this portion of what we do, things like that. So uh, there's that. And then there's just the, you know, the recruiting side of it. We, you know, are more of like an FMO as well. So we recruit and have a technology center where people are buying CRMs and things uh, for us. So as a content and marketing platform, uh, it, it provides a lot of things, but it honestly took us, you know, with our communities online, our Facebook group, things like that, a couple of years before it ever became a monetizable interest. It was just mm-hmm. more of, putting content out for fun. And if you didn't really enjoy doing it, you would quit because it doesn't really make you a bunch of money in the beginning. It's got to be something that's fun to do. And so thankfully we do have fun putting out that content. Yeah. The monetization strategy came over time. Like when, uh, when James and I started, we committed to, well, I got him to commit to five days a week, right? And we're going to do it every single day for three years. And then after that, if nothing happened, we'd stop. Right. And I I don't know how I got him to commit to three years, but I got him to commit to three years. Uh, we, that was in July, July, we just completed our our three years. And now in December, uh, I'm taking three weeks off. Like tomorrow's the last day for podcasting for me. And then I'll take three weeks off to the end of the year and then come back and, and do it again. Uh, but it wasn't until around the third year that we started to monetize. 
and it it helped that we had so much content out there that it almost like it's we became credible just because of the traction of putting stuff out and not every show is glamorous right i mean the very first ones are definitely horrible but we've gotten better over time our network's gone gotten much bigger you know we have brand recognition google credibility like there's so many plus sites and i feel more confident as a speaker just in general like what opened up for me has been incredible what about you guys outside of business Absolutely. It's, um, it's insane. Like, it's really weird because we're putting out so much content and we, we didn't start off as a podcast. That's actually probably the newest portion of what we do. It's very enjoyable uh, in comparison to some of the other stuff. But initially, it was really YouTube and Facebook and then us creating a Facebook group for that niche audience of insurance agents focused on the senior market. And um, as we have put that stuff out there, all we really thought of ourselves is, hey, we're finding some success in this and these practices and then just sharing it and building a community and kind of almost like documenting our journey a little bit um, mm-hmm. and then communicating with other people. Now, when we go to like a, a, a conference or something within our industry, it's like you're, you have some sort of mini celebrity status, which sounds goofy. I don't even like saying it cause it's, it's weird. I know, but it's true, like, dude. Yeah. They're like, Oh my gosh, that's so-and-so. And I get it because when I started off, I listened to some podcasts and when I would meet those people in person, I felt a little like it's almost intimidating. Like, oh, that that guy, no, he's got his shit together. I, I gotta you know, ask you. I gotta ask you though, real quick, real quick, because I've had similar experiences. But when I met a podcaster in person, um, yeah. or when I meet somebody who listens to the show, the the weirdest and funniest and and strangest thing that they say is, "You sound just like you do on on the YouTube channel, or you sound just like you do <laughs> on the radio." <laughs> Have you gotten yeah. that? Yeah, and uh, and uh, well, and I on the the appearance side, it's the same thing that you hear people say about people, regular people on TV. It's like, oh, you're you're bigger than I thought you were. I get I figure <laughs> you're taller. I don't know. They they look at me, they assume, and I'm not huge, but uh, I guess they think I'm shorter than I am or something. So. Um, which Maybe is it's where the camera yeah. angle is, right? So if you if you face the camera looking up at you, then then it's different. If it's looking down at you, you're gonna be well. You're a little bit taller yeah. than I thought. And probably early on, my camera angles, like you said, early on, camera angles were awful. Um, but you, now we have a full time videographer. We have a graphic designer team, and um, we've we've stepped our game up even recently on the podcast by buying like legitimate audio equipment. But I love like past couple that I've been on have used StreamYard and StreamLive, and we don't do that. Um, but the way that you're able to mix in graphics and stuff in real time, we can do some of that with a soundboard, but the way you're doing it with video and stuff, I know I know you guys have really, you know, uh, tried to step your game up because that takes some prior, proper, proper prior planning for sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, it, dude, and, and the way we use StreamYard, I mean, it's really cool. Uh, I mean, having gift backgrounds that you can use, you yeah. know, changing them out with a click, or even just, you know, putting in funny clips, like. I wasn't aware that was something a person could do. <laughs> yeah. You just weren't aware what StreamYard was capable of doing. It, and, and plus we're already live, right? So we're on Facebook, we're on LinkedIn, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitch, we're on Twitter. That saves time. And, and like for me, especially early on, and, and I'd imagine this is, is across any business, I'm trying to get as efficient as possible. How can I, you know, shrink the amount of time that I'm putting into this podcast, but increase the quality of what I'm putting out as well. Right. So seeing this, and I would have never seen this opportunity, by the way, if COVID didn't happen, because we were doing everything live and in person. 
Uh, and so it was a, a different setup. Uh, as soon as COVID hit, we couldn't do that anymore. We had to pivot, and this is what opened up. I, yeah. I, you know, speaking of, of, of COVID, um, you know, you're working in the Medicare industry. Mm-hmm. And prior to COVID, one of the things that it, a lot of uh, financial planning, a lot of uh, life insurance agents were talking about was that we have a huge population of aging adults, people who are going into that 65 range um, and older that are going to be eligible for the Social Security, for their Medicare, for a lot of these long-term care products that are that are about to kick in, that this huge opportunity is being presented. And not everybody jumped into this Medicare space. Like, literally, we're saying there are people lining up. They're around the block, like an iPhone being released. Yeah. Do you want a piece of this business? Uh, no, I'm okay. Why, why, why do people hesitate to get in the Medicare space? I think it's it's they think it's complex and there are some complexities to it. Um, but I I think I could explain it to almost anybody. You know, I mean, we explain it to clients who, um, you know, there's some people that are just like, I just don't get it. You know, but it's it's the complexity of it. And it's maybe it's a, it's kind of the same reason some people hesitate to get into insurance in general. And then once they're in insurance, like maybe Medicare seems like, oh, that's the board. Now I'm dealing with the elderly or I'm dealing. Uh, it's, it just doesn't excite a lot of young people. And so a lot of the people that have been in it historically are in an in insurance in general, but especially probably the Medicare space are older. 55 is like the average age, age uh, 52 to 55, something like that. Um, and we're seeing a lot of young people get into it and the young people that are getting into it are doing very well because they have the energy to really get after it. They have the knowledge of how to utilize, you know, the Internet a little bit better to prospect themselves or prospect for themselves. Uh, and, you know, the people that are turning 65 are almost all on the Internet. They're Googling this mm-hmm. stuff They're You know, they, if you advertise on Facebook, you can get in front of them. You advertise on YouTube, you can get in front of them. So. Uh, the market's changing very rapidly because an 85-year-old and a 65-year-old are very different. And somebody that's 25 or 30 or 35, they might look at it like, oh, but they're all old. But 65 is like my dad, who is, you know, who's been using computers professionally and has a MacBook Pro. And he's the guy that's like, I need a solid state device with, you know, and he's 65, right? Well, when I first got into the business, the person that was turning 65 wasn't that person it's evolving very quickly. Uh, and so the prospecting efforts are evolving very quickly. And some of the older agents, they haven't evolved the way that they prospect. So there's a lot of room for young agents to come in, become experts, set up resource centers and, and really do very well for themselves. There's a, a great residual income in it. And there's a lot of people that need help and you can really make a great income just doing the right thing over and over and over again. And I, you know, you said at the very beginning, you were, you were, uh, you were saying it's not sexy. It's not appealing to be working with that older demographic. Right. But you know, what is sexy and appealing is the retention level on these policies. Once you get them is really high. And the residual is, uh, let me just say the lifespan of the client usually. Right. And so that's a, that's a huge incentive to get into this particular space. Plus your referrals are huge because there's a lot of people that are 65, uh, that are, that are on the internet that are looking, but they talk to each other still. Right. And they're, they're still like, Hey, I'm about to turn 65. Oh, there's certain things they talk about. There's like AARP cards. There's, this is what you should sign up for social security. This is what my experience was with Medicare. And this is who you should talk to. Right. And so, you know, I'm going to cut in real quick for a commercial break right here. But you got a problem. It's usually this. Do you need more customers worried about how you're going to pay your next bill? You need sales. I get it. Starting a business is tough. 
And one of the most difficult things to do in your business is to get customers. How do you get in front of those people? How do you get in front of your ideal customer? You do it through paid ads. Let us create the content for you, place it in front of the audience so that you get the work and your business does not fail. Failure is not an option. You have to succeed. And the only way you're going to do that is by getting more customers. Are you ready to grow your business? www.businessbros.biz. No more excuses. You know what you need to do. You need to get more customers. www.businessbros.biz. So you can get started getting new customers today. All right. That guy was kind of handsome looking. I don't know if I, I'm, I'm a little biased there maybe, but you know, just throwing that oh, out there. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> that was great. That was awesome. <laughs> thanks man thanks all right justin look uh when people get into the insurance space uh we were we were uh recruiting agents like crazy at one point uh and we'd go through 10 agents and one would stick around usually it's that problem it's getting customers getting clients on a regular basis uh people fear some of the more traditional prospecting uh, things that they can do, picking up the phone, knocking on doors, shaking hands, right? Everybody's afraid to do those types of things. How are you training agents to find that customer to get that next deal? Yeah. So we, we, we preach a lot of things. One of the things that we're known for preaching is a, a long-term branding approach. Um, and so we look at leads as you have short-term lead flow and long-term lead flow. And the best type of lead is when you can develop a lead and brand at the same time, but that's difficult. And so there are a lot of you know resources out there, the easiest and cheapest to get in front of people. And so, of course, just going out and straight up networking and knocking on business doors or cold calling and all that, it's the cheapest, easiest way to get in. It's also the most difficult and cumbersome and hard, right? I mean, so a lot of the time, the people that make it or the people who have the stuff to do the hardest stuff until they have the money to afford the, the other things. Um, but right there in that lower middle portion, if someone has a little bit of money, like your, your ad just talked about, you could get into Facebook advertising, some of those types of things, and really uh, begin to squeeze out a lead at a cost that is effective, right? You can use direct mail as another way to get in front of those people and kind of cut the amount of time you're prospecting into someone who at least shows some slight interest. Um, but eventually, we really want to try to show them a path to using multimedia advertising and direct mail to get their phone ringing so that they're not having to go out and knock on doors, having to go out and work so much, um, you know, but none of those are dead. We, we are also kind of notorious for saying everything works a little, nothing works a lot. And, you know, by that, I just mean having a diverse approach at lead flow, having multiple lead partners, having multiple advertising streams, more, multiple people that you're networking with for referrals, all those different things. And I think it's very difficult for someone to look at our business, get into it in the first year and think you're actually going to make a ton of money. You really need to look at it as this is a real opportunity, a real product that has you know hundreds of years behind as insurance has hundreds of years of it's been around. It's stood the test of time. It's not a network marketing ploy or an MLM that is going to be gone tomorrow. It's something that's actually stood the test of time. And Medicare isn't going anywhere right now as a niche. Uh, the health insurance space is not going anywhere. Life insurance is not going anywhere. But you can get into it and really make a real long-term income. There are opportunities that I think you could get to 100K, 200K faster in. But a lot of times those opportunities come and go, come and go. You know what I mean? And then mm -hmm. what we do, 
it, 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 if it comes, it kind of stays like the worst case scenario in Medicare is I worked really, really hard and I built up X amount of income and then I stopped. Well, then it plateaus and it's following you with you with those renewals. And the effect of compounding renewal income is something that you really don't understand until you have a little bit of it. And when you have a little bit of it, you start to think, man, I'm sure glad I took the time to create that because it can kind of finance your entire like you could get into insurance and you could say insurance is not my passion. Like your partner, you know, that wasn't necessarily their passion long term, but I can get into it, create a residual income. Then I can just kind of service my clients and write the referrals while I'm doing what I really want to do now that my basic needs are met with this renewal income. Right. So there's a lot of ways to approach, you know, what we do. It's magic. Like that's the whole thing about insurance and, and, you know, building a business really comes down to planting as many seeds as possible, making as many offers as possible. You know, sometimes it's an offer where you know, it's a one-off client and that's not as easy to do. Real estate reminds me of that, right? Like you're planting a lot of seeds and you're nurturing a lot of relationships because you're hoping the referrals come in, but it's not always there. Those are like one-off sales. They're not continuous. That person's not buying a house from you every single year like they are in insurance. Now, the real estate market is going to be shifting. And I got a buddy over at Mike Russ Financial Training Center. Uh, they do licensing for uh, a lot of insurance agents, continuing education for a lot of insurance agents uh, and real estate agents. And, he, you know, Jimmy and I were talking the other day and he's telling me, look, I'm starting to see more people that have real estate license start to move into the insurance space. And this usually happens when markets begin to shift. They go from, I'm tired of selling one-off things. I need to build something a little more residual. And they move from one professional license to another. Uh, and it's still, a, it's still a sales job, but at least this way, you know, you got something that's coming in on a month to month. Mm -hmm. So with people moving into the insurance space, with people coming in from different backgrounds, who's the ideal client that you're looking for to work with, to bring on as an agency? Um, it, I'm assuming that's your focus, right? Yeah, that's one of our big focuses. We have a core agency in-house where I have kind of what I would call like a career team that that does Medicare and health insurance in my local market. And when we work with agents around the country, we're looking for people that want to build that same thing in their own backyard. Right. Um, you know, that's the ideal scenario. Some people do it differently. They do like all 50 states telesales and different things. Mm. My big thing is, is, you know, the the agency that we have as a core agency, it'd be very difficult to take it away from us because we have this brand in this, you know, small community where somebody else comes in, nobody's going to trust them because we've stood that test of time and built ourselves out in the, uh, the community. That's what we try to teach people to do over time because it's just a, such a staple. Um, but I have a video on, on YouTube about insurance and real estate and the difference. And there's several of those uh, out there, but in my my perspective is we I invest in real estate. So I tell people all the time, uh, sell insurance, invest in real estate. And, um, you know, you use that insurance residual income to build your business and then take some of that and hedge into real estate, because I absolutely believe in the real estate investment uh, as, you know, as an appreciating asset. But like you said, inventory in a lot of markets is low. It's expensive. The number of sales that they're doing goes down. I got Grace right here coming in from school. So hey, Grace. <laughs> All right, you I'm gonna finish this podcast up, baby. Uh, so sometimes she surprises me in the mid afternoon. But so so we're when we look at insurance versus real estate. I think they're both amazing markets. Um, I'm I'm proud to be a, in, in both of them. Not selling real estate. I'm a I'm a 
great client to several real estate agent friends. You know, I'm always investing right. in real estate and I look for them to find the deals that I want to. And um, when I got into insurance, um, you know, I, I know there were some guys just talking about real estate a little bit. There were some guys that were telling me, don't use a real estate agent. You know, you can cut the commission out. Right. And my dad told me, he said, uh, he said, you know, we are we make commission in our job in insurance. And if you don't use real estate agents and show them that you respect their profession, then they're not going to return that favor and respect, you know, the value that we get as insurance agents. So I've been big on every transaction we do. I'm, I use a real estate agent, whether I'm selling or buying. Uh, and then there's a, a tremendous amount of value to me not having to do it. I, I know there's people out there that are like, you know, do it yourself. Or it's the same kind of guys who are like, ah, I'm not going to hire a guy to install this light fixture. And I'm the guy that's like, hire that guy. I'll focus on selling insurance. I can make more money. I'm, I make enough money in that time to pay him and then some <laughs> instead of, you know, trying to do that. So I'm big on using a real estate agent and investing in real estate and creating those relationships and real estate. He ain't lying. He ain't lying. So no, no, it's, it, it's, it's a, and they're awesome markets. If somebody's coming over from real estate to one, we do see some guys that like, Oh, I didn't do well on this side. So I'm gonna do well on this side. It's hard in both. Like neither one of them is easy, you know? Um, I, I tend to think if you can't make it in real estate, you can't make it in insurance and vice versa. You know, prospecting is very, very similar. You still got to talk to people. Like yeah. I, no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're selling, it requires that you talk to another human being or at least put your offer in front of another human being, right? Whether it, it may not be picking up the phone, it may not be knocking on doors. It might just be purely digital, you know, but you still got to do the work and you got to figure out who your audience is and how you're going to get in front of them and how often. And there's a lot of things that you still got to do. It does. It, it still requires work. And I think we're in this culture of I should do whatever I want and become wherever I, whatever I want to become and name me whatever you want to name me. And I have, yeah. you know, all power and it still requires work, but like, it doesn't yeah. matter what you're going to do. You still yeah, have like, to put in the work. It's like all those things that people are saying are great. Like, okay, everybody gets a participation trophy and everybody's going to be, you know, happy and uh, everyone deserves this and everyone deserves that. Okay. But somebody has to create all that. And mm -hmm. if you want it, you got to go create it. Or you can dance around in the streets holding a sign advocating for us to give it to <laughs> Somebody's out there making it on their own. And um, you're making it easier on them by not competing against them and just dancing around, you know, pretending like somebody's got to hand it all to us. You know, and that, that shouldn't even be a political thing. That should just be like, no matter. It should be a human thing. You need to go. You need to go and work, whether it's get a job or build a business. It's all the same. It's a job is hard. Building a business is hard. It's all hard. But at the end of the day, no matter how much money I make, it gives me dignity to know that I turned information or resources into a product or a service and delivered some sort of value to the marketplace so that when I'm spending my money, I'm happy about spending it because I actually did something to earn it. You know, uh, and I think that's dignity. And a lot of people now aren't taught dignity they because they're, they're thinking, how can I get something for free or for little to no effort? Entitlement. We're entitled, entitled. to it. Entitled. That's the problem is we're entitled to it. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's uh, do this. If, 
if there's an agent out there that is interested in learning about Medicare, they want to get involved in, in, in what you're offering, your training, uh, your software, what's that process like? Well, tell me about that sales process. How, how does somebody get in contact with you? Yeah, well, you know, you do, you are putting the link tree up here, the link, link tree, uh, you know, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Justin Brock. Uh, that's a good roadmap to get into some of the resources we have. We do have a CRM. We do have a university. So a lot of people that aren't in insurance at all, we kind of direct them to the university. We're not trying to sell it for 10, 10,000, it's $90 a month, cancel any time. But that's a segue in for somebody to get in and kind of explore some of the opportunity there. Um, but uh, behind that, you can go to our Instagram and our YouTube and we put in the podcast, we put a lot of information out there for free. Um, but a lot of it is kind of like information to gain interest in getting into the industry. Um, otherwise, if you're wanting to just go ahead first and reach out to our team, uh, we have we have people here that do nothing all day but talk to agents and help them. And uh, you can you can get in touch with uh, them by going to bobbybrockinsurance.com slash agents. It's bobbybrockinsurance.com slash agents. I need a, a forwarding smaller URL. Um, but that's one. Normally what we do is we have people coming through all of our other mediums and agents. One of our uh, team is reaching out and then we use that site to kind of go through and collect information to really get them started. But, you know, getting a license is a big part of it initially. Um, and so, you know, we we uh, we walk people through that in our GoGuru University. Uh, you can go through that through our link tree, or you can go through goguru.pro. Boom. All right, ladies and gents, that's what it is. Look, insurance is a great industry to be in. It's not the easiest industry to get into. I promise you uh, it's going to require, I think if you're in California, it's like 52 hours of coursework. So it's not a ton of time. You can get into this industry. Getting the license is the probably the easiest part. What happens after that is you need to have real life training because book book is different from real life. The book work is going to teach you about the insurance process. Real life, you need to learn the insurance business. And that is a little bit different. You're going to want help from people who are already doing it successfully. And people like Justin are offering you just that. So make sure you guys check out his link tree slash Justin Brock. Uh, like not Brock Lesnar, not maybe Eddie Brock, but we're talking Brock. Justin Brock. <laughs> I've gotten both of those several times. Also, uh, I guess the guy, I didn't watch this much growing up, but Pokemon, the guy that would walk around with Pikachu, I guess his name was something Brock, too. So, oh, that uh, one I didn't know. That was a new word for me. I thought he was Asian, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the same. It's all the same. Yeah. We're all peoples here. That's all right. right. Uh, so, yeah, ladies and gents, check it out. Medicare is so cool. By the way, again, the retention levels are high. It means the customers pay their premiums year after year after year after year. So, you can build that income as fast as you want. It's just a matter of how many clients can you sign up on a regular basis. And uh, Justin's going to be there to help get you guys going on that. Uh, Justin, before we head out, uh, we love to do video testimonials. The work we do on our show, the way we design the show is we want to create an episode where we can clip a lot of your content, create landing pages and sales pages for our guests. Uh, and so video testimonials is one of those things that works really well for us. So yeah. you have a podcast. You've been on a lot of podcasts. What was your experience like on the business bros? Man, it was actually, I would say, the most entertaining um, because you guys really go out on the the pizzazz and the value, uh, you know, within the podcast platform. Um, it's making me want to look into StreamYard because I didn't even know all that was possible. But I've been on stream with other people. 
they're not even using it to the full capability of what you guys are doing. The fact that your partner's not here, but he took the time to record that after running a marathon just shows that you guys really care about the quality of the content. Um, and it's just a cool platform to, you know, go out there, you know, get some attention and then give back to people that are looking for good information. So I really appreciate you allowing me to be on here. Definitely a quality place to spend, you know, a half hour or an hour. Boom. Thank you very much. Wow, such kind words. All right, we got some J. Cole coming up in the background, meaning we're about out of time, ladies and gents. Make sure you want to grow your business. If you need more customers, you got to get in front of them, tell them what it is you do. How can you do that? You can do that with some paid ads. So make sure you guys go to our website, www.businessbros.com. Scrolling across the bottom, businessbros.biz. Sorry, not .com, B-I-Z. Businessbros.biz. And uh, let's, let us help you out. We'll help you grow your business. Paid ads is the way to go. Peace. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.